what do you get when you mix two opinionated, honest to a fault, abrasive, yet considerate, say what you want to say, funny women? Will you get this podcast? We're bossy and we're best friends. So welcome to the Bossy Besties podcast. All right. Welcome to episode three of Bossy Besties. Hey. Um, Melinda, what was it that I texted you before we could get started recording? You text me, um, I'll call you or I'll set it up whenever my kid's done shitting in the corner. <laughs> yeah, that's the realest thing ever. She just went over to the corner and starts going, and her face gets all purple pink. And I'm like, all right, you're going to you're gonna have a gross ass diaper. Did she do it like an animal gangster and like stare at you in the eyes while she does it? Often. Yeah, like, my kids did the same thing. I thought that was just, like, a weird thing my kids did. So, so it's, like, all kids. They, they She did like it in the tub. <laughs> and made eye contact? Looked me in the eyes after we got done with the shower. I'm like, all right. I yelled for Ron to bring me a towel. And I, he's like, and I was like, oh, damn it. And he was like, what, what? Like, it wasn't that long. I'm here with the towel. And I was like, she just stared me in the eye and flexed her belly muscles at me and pooped in the tub. I feel like that's that's a weird flex in general, like <laughs> like weird flex, dude. Did you just stare me down as you shit on the floor? Yeah, like thanks for cleaning me, and I'm gonna shit all over that. Like, I think they're just like fucking establishing dominance at that point. Like I'm the uh, boss here. Like I saw one of our friends. They sent a meme in our girls' chat, and it was like, "Oh, how are you supposed to like stop your kid from screaming their face off?" And oh, you're not supposed to just be like, "Calm down, asshole." Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, says, I'm like, no, wrong why answer. are you like this? You're such a jerk. <laughs> and then I don't try to say asshole because she's repeating stuff. So I say a-hole and I'm just waiting for her to go a-hole. <laughs> It'll be like the cutest, funniest thing ever, though, you know. I'm going to record it and probably send it to everyone that she knows. We Actually, Leanne and I were just having uh, this conversation this weekend because I saw something that said... Explain to your children that bad that cuss words aren't bad words. They're just not appropriate for every situation. And we were kind of on the same wavelength of, like, you shouldn't scorn them necessarily. I mean, obviously, you don't want, like, your six-year-old walking around the house being like, fuck you, you know? But... <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you might. But also, like, it's not really that big of a deal. Like, you drop something on your foot and it hurts and you say shit. Like, I'm not I'm not punishing you for that. I'm just not. Like, as long as they're, like, in the safe confines of this home, like, if you say damn it or... Which we've also had the conversation. Hypocrite. I call yeah. hypocrite because the funniest conversation that you and Chloe had was when she said, Jesus Christ. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I was just going to explain this. So, because she totally got me on this one. So this, and Jesus Christ is kind of actually has been like my reckoning with this because, and I just saw that meme not long ago. So I felt it so relevant to the time because they started saying Jesus Christ, probably because they heard me say it. (laughs) And I explained to them, you it's not necessarily a curse word. It's not a bad word, but you also shouldn't say Jesus Christ because it offends people because of their religion. You know, some people like you are, you're not supposed to say the Lord's name in vain. And so we were in the car one day and she said something, da, 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 Jesus Christ. And I was like, Chloe, watch your mouth. And she very quickly reminded me of 
you said that I shouldn't say Jesus Christ because it offends people and nobody in this car is offended by it. Therefore, I should be allowed to say it. <laughs> and what was the follow up uh, regarding uh, our president? Oh, my God. We were in a restaurant. We were in, in Deep Creek, Maryland, which is Garrett County, and it is a very red uh, county in the state of Maryland. We're not talking like we're in like Baltimore, you know, that's more blue. And we're sitting in the middle of a restaurant, and the kids are telling jokes, and she says something. However it got up or came up, she said, well, you know, Donald Trump was our first orange president, and... <laughs> I mean, I felt like Nex snapped to turn around and look at us at our table. And I'm like, oh, like, Chloe, that's enough. (laughs) These are conversations we have at home behind closed doors. Hide your hate. Hide your hate. (laughs) (laughs) But so I'm just saying, be prepared when Vivian slides out with an a-hole or whatever it is for whatever may be the case. It's going to happen. And it's not just going to happen once. <laughs> I mean, I am a known swearer. I didn't know a better way to put that. Like, I am explicit sometimes. And I learn to calm it down for professional reasons. But then it's like you get home and you just kind of have to release it all out. Yeah, like you uh, you can only stuff so many of them in during the day. And so it's you like any be- movie with Jason Bateman when he goes to the car and flips out. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> exactly. it's like, ah, I'm going to put all this out in there air yeah. real quick. It's like but, every uh, variation of the F word. F, 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 E, F, 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 or F, F. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of frustrations, um, I did want to quickly cover uh, social media purchasing buy sell trade situations. Uh, like um, I am and... selling stuff. Okay, when you're yeah. cleaning out the garage, I had a wedding in November. I have wedding items to get rid of. I, <laughs> funny enough, aren't I'm not planning on having another wedding anytime soon, and. Um... <laughs> It's funny because we got legally married in December of 2018, but we had our big celebratory wedding with everybody in November of 2019. And I say it's funny that we're not having another one because I have joked and also half seriously said, well, if we're running with tradition here, we would be having a wedding in October 2020 as well. (laughs) Just like 11 months apart, each one. Correct. And it just seems right because who doesn't like to party? And I don't know that we can like keep raising the bar, but we can definitely just keep having the same folks come and party with us. No, you definitely can't raise the bar after that. My big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> I still, I had a friend text me the other morning that said, I'm still full from your wedding. <laughs> I was like, girl, me too. But so you're selling stuff on Facebook. Yes. I'm selling wedding stuff and I'm selling baby stuff. And I've had people message me and say, you know, oh, I want this or can you can I just have this one part of it and you know I'll say yes or no or whatever and that's not the most annoying part of it the most annoying part of it is saying yeah absolutely we can meet uh what time works best for you I'll make that work for me and then you get the oh something came up I'm so sorry can we meet another time or oh I was totally wanted it but now I have to go to work today which is like all right cool you didn't know you had a job like when you agreed yesterday you wanted it um (laughs) 
And so because you have to work today, that means that you don't want to purchase these items any time in the next 72 hours. So I held it and told other people, sorry, it's pending and p- lost people that would have purchased it. It's just like the most frustrating game I've ever had to play. And then on top of it, people just make up whatever acronyms they want. So like, like what does TKU mean? Mm, TKU. I don't know. So I quickly Google searched it when I thought of bringing up TKU because it was sent to me today. Apparently it means thank you, but I thought TY meant thank you or a beanie baby, whichever you choose. <laughs> Just context clues, I guess. Yeah. But then I'm like, I kind of want to write back to this person and be like, oh, trusty knowledge and understanding because that's another <laughs> word for TK or another <laughs> explanation for TKU. Well, I, sometimes you have to, I didn't like um, NTW or no, NWT, which is new with tags. Oh. They're like descriptors, like abbreviated descriptors. I get descriptors, but when you're having a messaging back and forth conversation, you can use like full words. It's like cool, man. Oh, I know. Like texting, I feel like just promotes illiteracy. (laughs) And that is why I also am okay with people using talk to text because at least your uh, robot in your phone will type the full word for you. Oh my god, I, the talk to text is so weird sometimes. Though it's, I'm like, what is this drunken robot trying to say to me? Well, and it's also kind of like the people that need to talk on speakerphone in public settings. Um, yeah. Like, nah, we're yeah. not doing that. Like, <laughs> I always find it to be a, a hilarious thing. Which, and I've, I think I've made fun of you, or maybe it was Ron. You're somebody i was making fun of it was they my were, husband they were he was standing there like talking da 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 period comma space i'm like what he's standing there why can't why is he not typing this in this group setting it's very odd to me <laughs> i've gotten completely pissed off about mistyping over and over again that i just hit like the talk to text oh i know i have like the fattest thumbs that just i'm like i'll end up like hit, like hitting a period between every word instead of the space <laughs> i've gotten so irritated i hit it and i go all right, let's go, Surrey. <laughs> I know people call her Siri, but she's mine, so I call her Surrey. Because I'm Surly. So, like whatever. Tom Hanks' daughter. <laughs> Wasn't that her name, Surrey? I, listen, I don't even know my own kid's name sometimes, and I only have one. <laughs> so, um, I'm selling crap on the internet. I'm to the understanding that you are selling... Not used items because it'd be weird <laughs> no. if they were used. They would be weird tomorrow, right? Used or actually, tomorrow. it will be yesterday when this hits the airwaves. Yeah, yeah. So I'm selling them tomorrow, but also Back to the Future yesterday for when you all listen to this on Wednesday. Um, this will be my first uh, venture into our local farmers market, and they are doing it outside in a in like our Lions Club Park, and to promote like social distancing. You know, they're having the vendors set up so far apart, and it's outside, like I said, and they have, like, this amphitheater situation, so people can come and listen to live music and set their blankets out and stuff and be, you know, an acceptable distance away from each other. That way, you know, it's something, since we've all been cooped up in the house for so many months, for them to do. Um, So, this is my first venture into it, so I've been baking all kinds of things today, and it's... I've been just, like, sweating. It's so All right, what are you baking? Name three items that you'll be providing at this event. Uh, I will be providing brookies, which is my specialty. It's half chocolate chip cookie, half brownie, and it's delicious. So good. So good. And also I'm making lemon squares because I feel like lemon is a summer flavor. And 
I am also taking some cupcakes and I feel like there was one other thing I was making and now I can't remember what it was. Chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, just plain chocolate chip cookies. That's right. And I'm making some masks too, some hand-sewn masks to take with me. Are you doing them with the uh, sexy lingerie type? No, actually, I got, I got, um, I, I had a couple people donate a ton of elastic to me, um, after everybody was able to get it again. And so I'm, I've got regular, regular elastic now. And I actually got kid prints today because we just, they just announced that our kids are all going back to school five days a week, regular schedule in the fall here. So far. Yeah. Yeah. So far. <laughs> As of this week, that's the word. So, but they're going to have to wear masks. So I'm like, you can't, you can buy like regular masks everywhere now, but you can't buy like kid size masks everywhere. So I'm making kid masks. Awesome. What kind of prints do you have? Um, I bought, I bought just like this really cool, like Southwestern pattern. And I also bought, um, these little mini Marvel characters. Okay, very cool. So um, we actually have a little bit of a sponsorship for today's episode, and it's brought to you by Artistic Creations. You can find them on Facebook <laughs> under the name Artistic Creations or on Instagram under Ford Artistic Creations. Support them and place a private message if you'd like to order anything. Custom cakes, dog treats. Oh, she's going to have dog treats at that uh, event as well. That was the and, other thing uh, that I made. There's been no money donated to this podcast whatsoever, <laughs> but uh, we promote. Our peeps, and we are each other's peeps. <laughs> you didn't do it yourself, I did it. So, <laughs> holler at one of the bossy besties, Melinda the Baker. She is an, also an order taker for money. <laughs> yeah, so I was just sweat lodging it in the in my kitchen all day. Oh, well, it sounds like a hot time because it's, oh, I don't know, 80 ish degrees all day, and. I don't understand how anyone can have their oven on all day long in this weather. Like, you better have opened up that freezer and just blasted yourself with some cold air for a while. I know. You need to just, like, stick your nips, like, tits in the freezer. That's that's going to cool you down the fastest, I feel like. I just remembered, you have just a drawer freezer down low, so that probably didn't work out. Well, I mean, after you have four kids, your nips are pretty low anyway, so it probably works out perfect. <laughs> Britt. Britt, I need you to hold on one second. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we just had to take a quick break because Melinda had to go check out what was going on with their dog. What was going on with Boss? Oh, my God. She's such an asshole. There's a, there must have been a groundhog, and Rich took her out to go to the bathroom, and she saw this groundhog and was, like, tearing, trying to get under the neighbor's fence because it went up under their fence, like, under their porch. So she was, like, fighting with her to try and get her out from digging a hole like Dennis the Menace style under the fence into the neighbor's yard after this damn groundhog. Groundhogs are sons of bitches. You, wait, did you have, or were you, did you have raccoons? What did you have in your yard? Oh, okay. So you know nothing of this. My Lemony Snicket's week of adventure. Um, <laughs> also, which we'll get into like a synopsis of that. <laughs> um, we had a groundhog underneath our shed two years back. So two summers ago, we had a groundhog, and it turned out to be, like, a family. It was, like, a mom, a dad, and, like, six babies. So we tried to trap them, and, you know, they were just like, no, we'll just have the treats, but we're not going to be trapped. So we had to call a guy out, like a professional trapper, and it, they caught six babies, two adults. Mm. 
Um, and then we get to this summer and we're like, all right, we're cool. And then beginning of the season comes and there's a groundhog again. They're like mini terrorists. Well, they're horrible. And I'm like, are they just like passing this shit down? Like from generation to generation, like you shall live under the shed. So, you know what they call them around here? What their nickname is where I come from? Woodchucks. No, whistle pigs. Oh, (laughs) what a fitting name. I said woodchucks because I didn't know they were also woodchucks. I thought those were two different animals, groundhogs and woodchucks. I think I just always assumed like a woodchuck was like a beaver, like a beaver family member. Thank you. Me too. Groundhogs and woodchucks are the same thing. Really? I just found out. (laughs) The more you know. We need like the the rainbow, like, like what so we come back and we had just had all the landscaping done and there's rock like against everything like it was all covered up everything there is a whole bird on the side and in the front of our shed oh motherfuck you were so you guys took it you did like hand labored all all of that work and stuff back there yeah and paid a landscaper oh my god so i am not taking this lightly like i'm not leaving this in the hands of my husband like this needs to get done (laughs) you gotta like set out like a mob hit like i want him dead i want his mom dead i want his kids dead Uh uh-huh that's what happened with the first round like we weren't screwing around um we've done smoke bombs last year they didn't really do anything i think we have a couple of those left we'll be throwing them down there but i spent probably 45 internet minutes looking up what to do and the conclusion that i came to is i'm going to dump bottles of ammonia and soap so that it sticks um down both of the holes Mm -hmm. and then i am going to put garlic and cayenne pepper down the holes and around the shed to keep them away as well and then i'm going to get chicken wire and i'm going to put chicken wire like into the ground up the side of my shed and then i'm going to put all the rock back where it belongs oh okay i didn't so the ammonia and the garlic will keep them away and then the chicken wire will prevent them from like burrowing correct right so like once you know the water and the world evaporates or washes Mm. away all that stuff then the chicken wire will be around the whole shed so it won't be able to make a new entryway or at least we'll have to try much harder yeah right um, but that's, that's where I'm living. And then I have an anthill too. And I had to go like demonic on it because I, I'm not putting chemicals all over the place. You know, the baby yeah. plays in that yard. So everything's like put chemicals on it. And I'm like, I can't. So I was looking up natural remedies. <laughs> there is a sick pleasure in putting boiling water on an anthill. Oh, really? That's a thing? Yeah. You put boiling water on it and then it is supposed to just like kind of clear it out but then sometimes it doesn't so then you can soak the anthill for 30 minutes like 25 30 minutes just like you know stand there like your dad did when he mo- when he watered the lawn when you're growing up yeah. for 30 minutes just pretending like you're busy and um then you go back within like 22 hours and you re-soak the area pretty much drowning them all out so does like that I mean, because obviously their exoskeletons are hard, so they can carry so much weight and stuff. Does that protect them from that hot water to where, or is it just like brutal murder, like Jeffrey Dahmer killing animals style? I mean, I think it's nicer than taking a magnifying glass. <laughs> so, I mean. I mean, I don't really give two shits less about murder. Lesser ants. two evils. And I'm not, I'm not really down with saving the lives of uh, invaders. No. 
correct. I'm not. I'm. I'm with you. I, I wasn't judging you. I was just wondering. <laughs> I mean, even if you are, here's something that you could, <laughs> you could judge and be in awe of. If this all doesn't work and this anthill remains, I'm going to find out how to do that hot metal thing where you like pour hot metal down it and then you clear away the dirt and then you can see all the tunnels on the dried hot metal. Like a Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked watching those videos on the internet a couple years ago, so now I'm like, well, I'll just have my own real-life situation if this anthill does not go away. <laughs> home ownership, man. It's a son of a gun. So tell me, speaking of home ownership, because I feel like that kind of plays into your Lemony Snicket's week weekend, hmm. tell me about your vacation that you just got back from. So we went to Myrtle Beach, which is a petri dish hotspot for the COVID. So um, we didn't go like Myrtle Beach to go beaching it up. We went because my family lives there so we stayed with um my bio dad and stepmom pat and liz and uh we were there from friday to thursday and we drove down it was fine the last 45 minutes of the drive kind of were the worst just because vivian was like over it i was over it like i reached the i reached back super far to try to get one of the many things the kid keeps throwing to the wayside so she can be like i don't have what i need even though it's like i provided you with more than what you needed and you decided to discard all of it right so i reached back there to get it and i like hyperextended my like neck muscle and like it's seized up and then you can feel it just like it's like when your eye twitches but it's your whole neck muscle just like bum, 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 bum. oh my god so that was like the last 45 minutes of the ride. So that was well, just didn't like. Didn't your trip down end up being longer too? Did, didn't something happen? It ends up longer just because we have to stop and change poop diapers and all oh, that stuff. Okay, okay. It was okay. the trip home that ended up being longer. Um, that's right. That's right. That's right. All right. So first, first bad thing that was horrible. I'm going to refer to as a panic at the parlor. So we pick up dinner and then. Ron's like, hey, we should pick up uh, ice cream to bring home, too. It's our last night, whatever. We'll, we're going to do it up. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we go to this ice cream parlor, and it's like South Carolina just found out that there's a virus or something, I think. So, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the rest of the world. So they're, like, wearing the masks, and they're doing, like, that, you know, nose out of the top. And... They're wearing chin straps. They're not wearing masks. Right. But for... For this event, most people were doing the right thing once they were inside of the ice cream shop. So we wait in, our, in line. We are social distance. So the people that get in line behind us, they're social distance. But, you know, the people in front of us and in front of them are all just kind of like sandwiched together. And I'm like, whatever. It's not us. We're cool. We're, we're masked up. And it's our turn. So we like walk up to the case and we're distanced from the people that are also ordering because they can fit like, you know, four different groups of people ordering up at the cases. And this chick just keeps like inching closer and closer, like totally encroaching on my private space. And as nicely, but also as passive aggressively as I could, I said, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. And I just took a step back. But it sounded like, step the fuck back. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, excuse me when, what the fuck, and I'm sorry meant you're wrong. It was like that old Dane Cook stand-up <laughs> where he's like, I said, God bless you. But it sounded like, cover your fucking mouth. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> um, I'm like, practically in Ron's lap, 
while standing, and we're going to be in the wall if we take any step further away. And I'm just having one of those moments where it's just like everything is too much. Like my eyes are darting at everything that's not okay. Like you're about to touch me with your sweaty arm. Your mask isn't on right. You're reaching over top of people, you know, like, and it's all a bunch of different people who I'm referring to as you. And the last thing I had in me was this guy like lurched over top of me. Like he couldn't wait for his 14 seconds for the, one of the groups to cash out for it to be his turn. He came over top of my shoulder and then stepped in front of me to like look in the ice cream. Mind you, the flavors are on the freaking wall. Yeah. And I just like was going to, I was going to have a plosion an implosion or an explosion. And it was going to be now. And Ron saw that and he was like, what do you need? Do you need to go? And I was like, yep. And I just bolted like just straight out the front door went to the car which he had the keys to so i couldn't even get in the car and i'm standing outside the car and i'm like having a full anxiety moment and hot tears are just falling out of my eyes forming this like mask mustache of tears and i'm just like so pissed off that like i even was in that situation in the first place because people just need to respect each other i don't care if you think that this is all bs but like it's the same thing as like people who practice different religions like is it hurting anybody that you pray no it's not and is it going to hurt if at the end of your life you find out that you did all of that for no reason no it's not but did you feel good about it when you did it sure so why can't we do the same thing with mask wearing and personal space right now Right. Well, I mean, and even if it wasn't a fucking pandemic, like, back the fuck up. Like, get out of my personal space. Like, people have just a lack of respect in general when it comes to personal space. And then now that we're in a pandemic, it's, it is it is absolutely infuriating to see that, like, a third of the population is almost antagonizing it. Like, they're, they're so just trying to prove that it's not a real thing or that it's not a big deal that they're pushing the boundaries even more than they normally would. It, it's baffling. It puts me through the roof. Like, and I, that was my biggest moment with all of this was just like that time, that exact moment. I was like, get out of my fucking face. Well, I also, I mean, and if you just in general have like situational, like what's the social anxiety, you know, it's it's something in that situation, you know, in that place in that time can be a lot, you know, when it, even before a pandemic, I, I was just going to say, I had a similar situation. It's been like five years Mm -hmm. and I remembered it it immediately when all of these things rushed back. I was meant to go to the store and pick up cilantro for the place I was working. And I went to this grocery store that is known to have a very large elderly population that shop there. Mm-hmm. And I got there, and they didn't have any cilantro out. I asked the restocking kid if it was coming out or if it existed. He said, absolutely, it's just right back there. I'll come right back to you. Fifteen minutes of time go by with me just, like, trying to, like, not be in the way, but also, like, not be not visible. Like, yeah. I needed to be nearby to receive the cilantro that never arrived. And it was, like, night of the living dead. Just, like, all these people, like, ugh. <laughs> And I lost it. I came to work with no cilantro and I said I couldn't do it. And I know that like outside stresses are what caused me to have like these anxiety moments because otherwise I could handle myself with poise and articulate like you are not okay with being in my space back up. But sometimes you just don't find the words. Everything rushes to the surface and people are just lucky I don't just start like 
violently vomiting on them or something you know like it's like like, i gotta ask reflux you like in uh, the zone stan from south park you just get nervous and (laughs) i couldn't think of it yes exactly (laughs) exactly you remember i did that a couple times in college uh yeah yeah absolutely that is too funny so okay so panic at the parlor what else? So you get home, you left. Oh, we ice don't cream. even get home. We get to Richmond, Virginia area. We pump gas, go to start the car, and the car is like, nope. <laughs> like you, everything's electronic, so you hit the push to start, and it's just like a bunch of click, 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 and all of the electrics are like blinking in and out, like strobe light style, and. We asked a woman that was at a pump across from us, hey, do you have jumper cables? She said, yeah. Comes around. Her car is not in the best of repair itself. So we assume that that may be part of the issue on why we couldn't jump the vehicle. Realized that my warranty is out because I hit 60,000 miles, like, right before we left for the trip. Um, And then we're sitting there sweating because it's literally 90 degrees and we have the baby and we're like here have all the snacks please don't overheat and this older man with a huge white truck starts pumping gas across from us and we're like do you have jumper cables (laughs) and he was like yeah just give me a second he comes around this man was not taking no for an answer he was so amazing he was cleaning corrosion off like the parts of the battery with the connectors Mm. he was like this is gonna be the issue let me readjust this let me clamp this on harder try again try again like we had to go through a dozen times and we got that thing started and we i was like we are not shutting this car off at all so we drove (laughs) probably 45 50 miles without air conditioning with like our windows down a little bit Mm -hmm. just like kind of silently irritated because we're so hot and (laughs) and also like kind of panicking like Dear God, I hope we don't fucking break down again and just get Right, home. and it's like, we can't turn this air on until we know that this battery is recharging itself enough to feel like we're not taxing it too much. Right. And then the weather comes, and it's like torrential downpour and low visibility, so we have to pull over oh and wait. So And so we pull over into like a um, rest stop, and we wait, and we hang out for a few and use the restroom, obviously never shutting the car off, and we only had like a 30-mile buffer when we got on the road after we got the car jumped for miles till empty. And I was like, I'm not willing to hope that us idling the car wasn't going to use too much of the gas. We have to put gas in the car. I was like, I'd rather catch on fire than shut this car off though. So we did not shut the car off. We just put more gas in it and (laughs) we found our way home. And I was like, Oh yes, we're going to get home. It's a little late. We'll bathe the baby. We'll have a snack. We'll unpack. And you think it's going to be over then, but then you get home and you realize that your fridge is hot and your freezer is thawed out. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? What? Oh, my God. Did you so just, then like, I'm like, instantly break into tears? Because I probably would have at this point. I was on fire. Like, I was in, I was like, I'm not going to cry, but my eyes were, like, bugging out of my face. I could feel the pools of tears, like, in them. And I was just like, don't blink don't breathe like make a tiny hand and look pissed off as you want but do not react because when you do you're going to release all of the irritation of all of the things oh my god so i i ended up crying like i don't know half hour after it was all discovered because i just had to like release it because my eyes were gonna like just 
blow out because they were so full of tears. Yeah. So I was like, we're sitting there. I'm like, let me just check the fridge. So I, I checked the settings and I'm like, well, the fridge is not young and it needs to be on like a colder setting, not the normal middle setting. And it's always on the colder setting, but we had, um, our cleaning lady come do the spring cleaning that we were not afforded during COVID, which is like shampooing carpets, all the nicest of things. And I was so excited to come back from a vacation with all washed laundry because we were staying at a parent's house and also to come home to the cleanest house that I didn't clean. Yeah. And it was all glorious. sullied by this fridge experience. And <laughs> you got to enjoy fucking none of it. I'm like, middle fingers, middle finger, middle finger. Um, <laughs> And so I realized everything's been turned down. And so I turned everything up and we're sitting in the living room for about an hour or so. And then I hear like a sound that's like, brr. And I said, you know what that means, Ron? He was like, the air conditioning's kicking back on. I was like, no, that's our fridge. We're not going to have to buy a new fridge. But we did have to buy like $200 worth of groceries to replace most of everything because condiments aren't free. And, you know, you never have like the cheap stuff in the freezer. Nobody freezes like apples, yeah. you know, like it's proteins and things like that. So yeah. I got over it very quickly after I didn't have to buy a brand new fridge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, $200 of groceries is better than $800 refrigerator. That also wouldn't come in for like six weeks because apparently everybody bought new fridges during this covid time as well i feel like the most random shit is out like places uh, like there'll be something that i'll be looking for and it's not even that you know it, it just it won't make any sense it's just something incredibly random and they're like yeah that's back ordered till mid-august i'm like what like why i guess it's just probably everybody's just bored and they're just all online shopping yeah and i hate i hated memes when they first came out and now they just speak to me like <laughs> There was like there was a meme that was like, oh, people out here are saying they're getting workouts in during this. The only thing that's getting worked out is my credit card on my Amazon Prime. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> I'm like, and that's why everybody's out of everything because there's curbside pickup, which is the most amazing thing that's come out of this entire pandemic. Curbside pickup. You don't want to bring your kid into every store all the time, even if there is no pandemic. They're a pandemic. A toddler is a pandemic. Oh, my God. So now I'm like, oh, curbside pickup? Okay, cool. Chicken wire from Lowe's. Even Sheets does curbside pickup now. Like, you can get a Schmiskit curbside pickup. Oh, you didn't know that there's Sheets that have drive-thrus? Oh, we have one now. We have one now. We did it before. And, you know, I can remember, like, some of our friends that live closer to the Pittsburgh area, like in the like South Park, South Hills, Upper St. Clair area, they've had curbside for a, like a long time. And this was like a normal thing for them. And first of all, when my kids were babies, I don't think really anybody was doing it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe in like New York or like some like real, you know, metropolises, they were doing it. But you know, 12, 11 years ago, this was not like a common thing. And I didn't then, know it until just this past week when I was out of town and I saw one. Yeah. I didn't even know you had one. Yeah. Well, and then you mean a sheets drive through. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I was talking about curbside pickup, but yes, yeah, Leanne's had a sheets drive through for a few years in Morgantown. And she was like, she's like, I'm pretty sure that my whole community, like her, like semi, it's not gated, but you know, her, community whatever she's like i'm pretty sure that we just keep them in business because we don't we just pull up and we're like hey i need a gallon of milk and i'm not going into the store 
Like it's you know it's just you can tell them to go what get whatever off the rack. It doesn't. Oh yeah, that's Ohio, man. I feel like have to be like MTO situation. It's Pennsylvania that just isn't down with the get down as far as that all goes. Because when I first moved here, you can get your cigarettes, your newspaper, your your scratchies through little mini huts, and then you can go through a drive through and get everything under the sun from a convenience store. Well, and there's a place. Um, maybe Cannon's McMurray, maybe? They have a drive through beer distributor up there. Yeah, drive through beer distributors are what is up. I didn't know that you didn't always have one. We've had them in Erie, Pennsylvania for... No, I feel and we like still don't have one. To buy stuff. No, it's still like 45 minutes away from here. We don't have any cool shit like that. But, no, I... I it, curbside pickup is glorious for people with small kids because I've always had to take all of my kids in the store. Now they're just now to the age where I'd be like, sit in the car, lock the door, shut up. I'll be back in 10 minutes. You know, I think it's also good for uh, people with small patients and that's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've said it time and time again. I was not born with patients. I was not raised to have patients and I am too far gone in life to learn patients. Yeah. So I've learned coping mechanisms. <laughs> like, oh, I will literally say out loud, like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, like, I'm not going to react properly right now and it's not going to be nice. So we can revisit this after I get to walk a hot lap or seven because this is not the time. And I do it with my husband often and we'll save that for the next episode, which will be covering relationship things. But yeah, small patience. I need small lines, which means I need you to just bring me what I told what I told you to bring me to my car. It also it also prevents you from spending money because, you know, by the time you walk from one end of Walmart to the other and get all the things that you need because they very strategically place the light bulbs on the complete opposite side of the grocery items, you know. So you pick up $100 worth of things between point A and point B that you did not go there for. So it's like it's saving you money in the long run by be like, just put the shit that I need in the cart and don't let me <laughs> loose in there. <laughs> well... You know, it is it is what it is because there's some of us who uh, scroll through the aisles with our thumb, too. So it doesn't really stop everybody. <laughs> well, true. This is true. Um, I like to do the Amazon thing where I'm like, oh, people bought what with this? Mm, I don't need that, but maybe I do need this. <laughs> um, but didn't you go shopping recently for your daughter's birthday and then come home to quite the surprise? I did. So we decided to do just like a small surprise party for her birthday this year. And so I took her to the mall in the morning so she could spend um, a little bit of birthday money that we gave her. And then I had previously contacted like six of her friends' parents and asked them, you know, if I, you know, I kind of set out like, first of all, I know it's short notice because it was like Wednesday, you know, when I reached out and we were doing this Saturday. I was like, so if you're not able to because it's short notice, totally get it. Don't stress it. Also, if you don't feel comfortable because, you know, COVID, I also totally respect and understand that. Now, these girls, granted, like the, one of them, I think one of them, she plays softball with. And so she's already, you know, regularly around her twice a week. And the other one, like I know, or two of them, I know that their mom's a teacher and she's very like-minded and responsible. And you know what I mean? Like, I know they make good decisions in that home. And, you know, so it's like, I, you know, I knew who I was asking and, you know, but also like, 
letting them make that you know decision on their own, letting them know there was like no pressure or whatever. Um, one of the girls actually did not come because her mother works um, at Ruby Hospital, which is in Morgantown, West Virginia, for those who are listening and don't know. And she had recently come in contact with like six people that tested positive for COVID. I, I can't remember. She said they were coworkers or patients or whatever, but she was like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't want to send her anywhere in case, you know, you know, I would happen to have it and don't know it and I can't get tested because I don't have a fever. I was like, thank you very much <laughs> for yeah. being honest and not sending her over where we, we will miss her, but thank you for being responsible in that way. Yeah. We'll FaceTime her in or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, but that was, speaking of overstimulating, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Having six, like, 11-year-old girls in my home. My home's not a big home. You know, it's close quarters. You know, it's not an apartment or anything. But six 11-year-old girls, like, shrieking is a lot. <laughs> like, at one point, because Leanne was here, and she was, I just looked out, and she was just on the back deck by herself. And I, like, poked my head out. She was like, I, I can't do that. That, like, I'm auditory, uh, you know, st- overstimulated right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, I totally get it. But um, then at one point they were like, um, we're bored. Because I told them, like, I told the kids, like, be here at 2. I'll get her here by, like, 2.30. And then, like, pick your kids up at 5. And... So I'm like, you know, that's like two and a half hours. Like, they're little girls. They can, like, totally fill their time with eating and playing and gifts and whatever. And then, like, after an hour, they're like, we're bored. Did you, you didn't play any games? And I was like, first of all, I know goddamn well, if I would have said, here, I planned these party games, you would have thought I was, like, the biggest nerd ever. Like, And there's TikTok, so make a dance right? video or something. <laughs> Lip sync some shit. Like, don't act like we have to entertain you. You don't even want to look at an adult all of your life, and now all of a sudden you're like, entertain me, cloud. Right, exactly. Now, if I would have planned something, they would have been like, ugh, this is so lame. You know, like, but they ended up doing, because Ayla is super into, I don't know if we discussed it on here or not. Did I discuss that, like, she's super into special effects makeup on here? I don't think I did. I'm not sure, but she should be receiving a special effects wax kit tomorrow. Oh, she, so she is like, she's been YouTubing those videos for a while and she's actually getting pretty good at it. Like she, we like told her like how Tom Savini has uh, a special effects school in Manesson, Pennsylvania, actually. And uh, I think I'm pretty sure that like he plugs a lot of the, the graduates and stuff into like the Pittsburgh movie making scene. I don't know if people don't know who Tom Savini is. He's, huge 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 into the horror movie world like he did the special effects makeup for uh like night of the living dead and a ton of like uh ritual is going to be so disappointed with me for not just (laughs) rattling off 74 movies because i should know them but in any case um yeah, he's he's a huge deal in 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 the special effects world. So, she's she's we told her about that school locally that she could look into. Um, but anyway, so she, she had gotten a pretty big kit of makeup for her birthday from her grandmother, and so they ended up doing that. And oh, so they're doing they're all trying it. She's like teaching her friends how to do it, and like her one friend, they put like these like big gaping like bullet hole looking things on her legs. Mm. And she didn't wipe them off. So when her mom came to pick her up, 
um, she was like, and first of all, her mom was just kind of like unfazed. I don't know if one of the other moms kind of like gave her a heads up on it, but when is it when she walked when the little girl walked out, she was just like, "That's nice." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so then we I get a message from her like. I don't know if it was, like, late that evening or the following morning, and she was like, oh, um, I think that was foreshadowing because they were playing basketball with the boys last night, and one of the boys, like, slam-dunked the ball and was hanging on the rim, and the whole basketball hoop (gasps) broke, and she was standing next to it, and, like, the metal sliced her leg open, Mm. and she had to get, like, butterfly stitches to, like, close her leg up. (laughs) did Ayla ask her if she got a picture of it so Ayla could recreate it? <laughs> it's, it's pretty clean. She actually sent me a picture of it. it there's There wasn't too much anything to recreate. But, yeah, it was you could tell, like, it was, like, a sharp piece of metal because it was, like, a long, like, clean slice. That hurts me on the deepest of levels. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. So did the girls have a good time overall? Um, what was it like just being around that many tiny humans? Like, what is a... 11 year olds conversation like a 12 year olds conversation like what are they well, doing well you know like they so i mean they kind of talked about like school and stuff you know on covid and um they are one of them is homeschooled so um she didn't know she plays sports with the kids but she doesn't go to school with the kids so she knew some of the girls through sports but she didn't know the other ones that didn't play the sports that she played because she doesn't, she knows she didn't see them. So it was kind of like, I, I, cause Leanne helped me out here and got her here early and she texts me and she's like, this girl and this girl are here, but they don't know each other. And I, and I, I started thinking at first, I'm like, how do they not know each other? And then I, it dawned on me after the fact that she doesn't actually go to school with them. Mm. So that was because thank goodness Leanne showed up here because Rich is like, I didn't realize I was going to have to like talk to kids. I didn't like think about that ahead of time. I was like, see, I got your back, dude. I, I called in reinforcements. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Leanne bring the tambourine and do a dance for them or something. You better believe she did. She totally brought the tambourine. Please tell me you have a recording of that. I don't. I don't. I don't have a recording of it. <laughs> oh, my. Well, that's a fail. Oh my. But you know what the one thing, though, that we've kind of, and this wasn't discussed at the party, but this was something we kind of ran into this week um, with one of our friends. They were having a conversation. Ayla came to me and was said something about they were having some sort of conversation, and the subject of LGBTQ came up, and one of her friends said something like, to the effect of, I, you know, I don't support it. And Ayla was like, okay, well, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. That's definitely something that I support. And she was like, well, it's against my religion. I don't believe in it. And so I think, and they kind of got into like a tiff. And then Ayla came to me upset and she was like, oh, she's mad at me. And then that other little girl must have called another friend of theirs. This is all 11 year old drama here. I'm giving you the hot goss. Um, (laughs) So that little girl caught another friend who then reported back to Ayla, because that's what little girls do. Um, oh, they didn't just call each other on three-way and meet one line. They've done that. I busted them doing that. <laughs> I was like, cut the shit. That's enough. Um, so she must have said, like, I don't know if I can still be friends with her. You know, I don't know if we can be friends because she's not religious. And I was like, you know, I, you know, it, she and I had to talk about it, and... I was kind of taken aback because I'm thinking like, 
Okay, we are not religious here in our home, but we teach our kids to respect other people's religion because that's their right to have that religion. Mm-hmm. And I find it very frustrating because this is not the first instance that we've come into a situation where other kids are not only, you know, not accepting of the fact that my kids are not religious, but are actively pushing it on my kids. Like, my kids have come home from school with prayer beads and multiple copies of the Bible. From school? Like, their public school? Yeah, well... They come home from school because they're with the other kids. The kids are bringing these things to school and giving them to my kids because they know that my kids aren't religious. Okay, that's that's weird, right? Um, isn't that like? Can is it you the parents Im- that are like, "Oh, Timmy, make sure you go and pass this on to the children without"? I think so. I mean, that's what it has to be, right? Like, it has to be like that, like cult pushing of. You know, you must convert all non-believers to save their souls or something like, because otherwise, how would these kids know how to do that? Or why would they do that? We're not talking about like, oh, you know, we go to church and we worship on Sunday and, you know, we follow these sets of beliefs and rules. Like they're actively pushing their religion on my children because they are aware that my kids are not religious. And do your children feel obligated to take these things just they, to yeah, not I mean, be they, rude? Yeah, I mean, they bring them home and, like, you know, they ask questions and, like, and we've sat down and discussed the difference in other religions, like what, you know, this religion believes that's different than this religion. And, and we've just always explained to them that when they are old enough to be informed and make a decision that's, you know, that important then they can make that on their own. Like, we were never going to make the choice to push any certain belief on our kids. Because, I don't know, which that might be a discussion for a different day, but I just feel like when you're just overwhelming children from a small age with this information, you're never fully giving them the opportunity to make choices and decisions on their own. I... I agree with that, um, and I don't want to say also disagree with it, but I don't know, like, I am, I guess, kind of, like, in the middle of the road with that. Mm -hmm. Just, um, I mean, we're not at that point with Vivian by any means, and my husband, (laughs) he said um, at one point he was waiting for his grandmother to no longer be around so that he could just tell his family he's a godless prick or something like that one. (laughs) Um, but I, I grew up like, I don't know, very differently than what you're describing that your kids are going through because the better school growing up was the Catholic school system. So I went to Catholic school, kindergarten, eighth grade, but my grandfather, who was like my hero family member was like concentration camp to America Jewish. Yeah. And my grandmother was Russian Orthodox. So when my grandfather would drop me off to school, he would sometimes make comments like, you're here for education. Don't listen to the fish eaters. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I always knew like you could pick what you wanted. My mom didn't baptize us of anything. And like my bio dad and my stepdad are both Catholic, um, like raised up. So 
But you were, it, but it's, but that's the thing. Like you were raised around multiple religions and given the opportunity to see everything. Right, but like even going to Catholic grade school, we had Baptist students in my class. We had people who were nothing like me. I was nothing, um, <laughs> and different diversities. So the only thing was just when we had you know, religion class, and you would have to go up for whatever the sacrament is, we would don't want to lose our place or mess up the pew seating. So we would just go through the line. But instead of like, you know, putting your hands out for like the body of Christ, we would just quickly throw up like an X over your chest, like a gang symbol, like, nah, fam, (laughs) bless on. Hard pass, homie. Yeah. And they would just like give you like a blessing or whatever. And I didn't see anybody being mean to anybody in like my adolescence. Nobody was like, we don't accept you or whatever. And everybody was like really friendly about all of it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I also think the times are backwards because we're in 2020 and I'm talking about 1990. Right. Well, I mean, I don't, maybe listen. So let's, I'll play devil's advocate to myself. Let's say maybe that the parents aren't pushing this recruitment on their kids. But I'd say then, if that's the case, there was a lack of communication and your child is maybe misunderstanding their, how you expect them to be practicing their religion, I guess, maybe, is, is how I want to say it. Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe the parents don't know that their kids are pushing it like this. But I just would find it to be more respectful. Like, I don't, would never tell my kids to go out and tell somebody who was of any religion what you believe in is wrong and what I believe in is right and you need to get on my team so I would think that the more respectful thing for somebody to do is to teach your if you're going to teach your kids that this is your religion is this is how you live and operate you should also teach them that they are going to encounter people in life who have different religions and different beliefs and you have to respect that I think that's kind of where my train of thought has been on the whole thing. Like, I just couldn't believe that we were in, like, a Jehovah's Witness situation. I mean, that's not what their religion was, but, like, that's what I feel like it was. Like, I feel like they're knocking on our door, wanting to sit down and, you know, tell us the story of Jehovah. Like, Right. No, I agree, and I think that you're teaching your kids the appropriate way to go about it because there are people who would take a complete opposite stance and say, well, you tell them that that bestseller book is supposed to be in the like fiction section and right. you know, like, right. like right. who's the popular characters in there? <laughs> like, right, right. you know, you could go totally opposite and you could disrespect what other people are teaching their children, but instead you're just saying, Hey, things are different in our house versus other people's houses. Also, if you're interested later in time, I'm not going to tell you that it's wrong. I'm going to ask you to do your own research and let's chat about it and let's let, you can teach me what you want to know and believe in. Right. You haven't said this is this and that is that. You said, "Hey, the court's open. You can play however you want." Right. Now, I will say that in that particular instance, I did say that I <laughs> I will admit that I said, well, their religion is wrong. When she came to me and said <laughs> that that her friend would not support the LGBTQ community because it was wrong in the eyes of their Lord, I I very cut and dry said that was wrong. I, I, I'll own that. I'm sorry. But, I, you know, I just, 
I can't, you are absolutely allowed to have your own beliefs and operate how you want to, but I will never co-sign on it's right to discriminate against people. That's just me. I agree. And, you know, the most controversial thing that I can add to that is I understand that people have different feelings inside and they feel like they're um, meant to be somebody else than what society has depicted them and put them in an automatic folder for. Mm-hmm. I can... I'm trying to think of my words. Like, I can simp- sympathize, but I can't empathize. You mean you don't fully understand, like, somebody who would be, like, trans or in that situation like that? Yeah, I guess so. Um, well, I don't like, think... Well, I think, I think though, that that is okay. I, th- I think it's like, okay Like, I don't know that I to... can say, oh, I, I can understand what it would feel like to be trapped in a girl body, but really feel like I'm a, I'm a male. Or I, I don't identify with any of the genders, and I am a... A pronoun or whatever. Well, I don't. I, think, I think that's okay, though. I think it's. I think it's okay for you to say I don't understand it. But the important thing for you to say is that I accept it. Oh, I I totally accept it. You can be who you want to be, and I will support you in whatever it is that you. Because that's like anything. Like you can't. You there's like things like, you know. I want to like say you, addiction. I don't have an addictive personality, so I have never been one to say I understand it because I'm the kind of person that if you know me, if one day we're just like, Hey, I'm going to stop having chocolate for seven weeks just because then I just do. Yeah. Like, so it would, it's the same thing with any thing. I, I didn't understand how you, how you can't just say, well, I'll just go without it then whatever. Um, so like, I didn't, it's like the same thing. Like I just, I, I believe that it is true. I believe that, what you feel is accurate. I cannot say I understand it, so I can't speak to all of it, but I can say it's not right to be, it's not right to be wrong towards others. And well, I think it's, and I'll, I'll put myself out there in this situation because it's not as controversial of a topic, but it's still, I feel like it, I, I have lost a child and I, there are a lot of people who could not understand my pain, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't put yourself in my shoes. You couldn't imagine what that feels like, right? Right. But you understand that it's probably unimaginable or, you know, like you understand it, but you don't get it, right? Yeah. So and so it's not as controversial of a topic, but it's still kind of the same thing. Like I'm allowed to feel those way that way and have those feelings and be that person, not you know just because it is you don't need to have been in my shoes or have those feelings for me to live that life right correct and Absolutely. so i feel like that's kind of the same the same thing like you don't have to be in somebody's shoes and feel those feelings to understand that they're living that life you know and i believe you just hit the nail on the head with that it makes the sense and i was just going to mention um that being inclusive of people is the most important part of everyone's day. Like we all know what it's been like to feel like the odd one out and to put a whole group of people as the odd ones out. It's the same world. So we all need to be treating each other kindly. 
I think that's probably where we should end today. I think we should end it on be fucking nice to people. Everybody's fighting a hard battle. Everybody's having a shitty day. Today might not be your shitty day, but it might be somebody else's. Be kind. Even when you don't feel like it, when you don't want to be, go out of your way to be kind to people because people, somebody needs it today. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on social media now. We have Bossy Besties on Facebook, taking any comments and reviews of all of our episodes to our Facebook platform, or you can email us at bossybestiespodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time. We will talk about relationships. I'll hook you up with some brookies after this. <laughs>